0: Hi, this is Megan McHugh, and this is the podcast of Triple R Zero G, a weekly radio show exploring science fiction, fantasy, and historical. Zero G is broadcast live on Triple R from Melbourne, Australia, every Monday. Hope you enjoy the podcast, and feel free to get in touch with us via our Facebook page or the Triple R website.
1: G'day. Welcome aboard the Starship Zero G science fiction, fantasy, and historical radio for episode number 1478, entitled Twenty, Twenty Forwards. Our podcast title is Pod Help Us in the Future. I'm Rob Jan.
0: And Megan McHugh.
1: And here we are riffing off some items that we want to talk about probably in the course of the year. Mm -hmm. But just starting off now with just sort of a summary of things, movies and TV and comic books, books, whatever we get to today. And I wanted to just start off with 2024 in itself, which is a pivotal year in science fiction terms, often referenced in books and television and so on. Uh, Simulcron 3, published in 1964, uh, also known as Counterfeit World by Daniel F. Galois, is a US-American science fiction novel, and it actually featured simulated reality so way back in the 60s, and it's actually been adapted several times as films, including one by uh, Rainer Werner Fassbinder, called World on a Wire, and you may also have seen The 13th Floor, uh, directed by Joseph uh, Rosnak. and also in 2024, a 1969 novella was set in that then future year, A Boy and His Dog by Harlan Ellison, also uh, made into a film in 1975, and both of those um, have had influences beyond that. So uh, It's a set in a uh, – uh, actually, I can't talk about it without giving it away, and I don't want to. <laughs> yeah, I know, 1969, spoilers. It uh, had a lot of influence on the 2020 film, Love and Monsters, mm-hmm. and also was influential – in the background of the Fallout video game series.
0: Okay, well, and we'll get a little bit more to that shortly.
1: Oh, we're on the segue there, aren't we? <laughs> Post-apocalyptic segue, bouncing oh, gosh, along across yeah. the rubble. The Forever War in 1974 was written by Joe Haldeman, reflecting his Vietnam War experiences uh, set in the future with power armour and aliens and long-term space flight, where... Things were prolonged because you go out there, and time dilation would mean that you come back much, much later. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, the first story, and that was set in nineteen ninety-seven. And then when they come back to Earth after they come through their space gates, twenty twenty-four okay. was the year. And that that forever war literally was like that. It was a thousand-year war that span off an accident,
0: mm.
1: a misunderstanding. Well, the humans massacred the aliens accidentally. Parable of the Solar Octavia Butler, uh, begins in, ni- in 2024. That's the um, uh, the science fiction novel that's set in a post-apocalyptic earth, heavily affected by climate change. And the, uh, the main character in that one is able to feel other people's pain. Mm-hmm. I've just started reading Octavia Butler's work. What a great author. Yeah. Amazing stuff in that, in her canon. Deep Space Nine, the episode Past Tense was set in twenty twenty four in the San Francisco Sanctuary District mm. A, which was kind of a an internment camp. It wasn't meant to be that, but that was where the US Americans decided to put their homeless and mentally ill. And the idea was that it would be a sanctuary for them and then enable them to get jobs and so on. Mm. Uh, mm-hmm. you
0: know. And it worked exactly as planned, right?
1: Well, no. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Ben Sisko and Dr. Jazeera, uh, Bashir and uh, Jadzia Dax ended up there as in a time travel transporter accident, as they do, and they become part of history mm-hmm. in that. So lots of things in 2024. I just thought I'd mention that to start with. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. So we're going to talk about some uh, movies coming up in this year and... As long as they don't get pushed.
0: Yes, there's no guarantee, but as we know it at this moment, we should hopefully be seeing these this year.
1: Well, we've got two major wars running, and climate change, and a devastating potential election in the US, and all sorts of things happening. Who knows? But we won't discuss those just at the moment. Triple R.
0: Today we're taking a look at some movies, TV, books, comics, games, whatever we can get to that we're looking forward to this year, 2024. So mm. let's kick it off.
1: Well, it's not a Marvel-less year, although there's not as many Marvel movies this year as in MCU, straight mm-hmm. movies. Uh, we have started off very well on television with Echo. Yep. And there are some other uh, Marvel television shows coming out. Actually, there's quite a few. Most of them are animated, like X-Men 97, uh, friendly Neighbourhood Spider-Man, which I think was also known as um, Spider-Man Freshman Year, mm-hmm. um, Eyes of Wakanda, mm-hmm. and the one I'm looking forward to, Marvel Zombies, ah. which has had a terrific play in the What If television series already. Uh, the live action one is Agatha, Coven of Chaos, which is sort of sp- spin-off from one. Catherine Hahn, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: And where do I know her from? Desperate Housewives. Yeah,
0: she was, She had a long career earlier as uh, best friend, kooky best friend yes. And I'm glad she's migrated over to Leading Woman Because I think she's a fantastic comedian
1: And then into the movies Well, you know, the big slate of them is actually Sony ones So they're still doing their Spider-Verse stuff Yes, yeah So we've got an inexplicable Craven the Hunter Exploring more of the Spider-Verse villains mm-hmm. uh, Live action with Aaron Taylor-Johnson Oh. Playing Craven. There you go. How many roles can he play in the I'm, Marvel I'm here universe? for it. I
0: love him. I feel sad about his yeah. <laughs> short-lived roles. <laughs> uh,
1: look, it might work, but it's basically about um, uh, a guy called Sergei Cravenoff. Mm-hmm. Craven? Craven the hunter? Yeah, well, you know. <laughs> uh, and he's trying to prove that he's the greatest hunter in the world. Already he's got me offside. But, you know, I mean, unless he's like going to take pictures of, of animals and stuff, but I doubt that. You know, yeah. he's,
0: he's shooting them with his camera. Don't if think so. But,
1: if it, you know, this is like the Venom movies and the Morbius ones and that. These are without Spider Man.
0: And I don't, I don't care for them. But anyway. No, no,
1: <laughs> well, Russell Crowe's in it. <laughs> and the uh, director is J.C. Chandor. And for Venom Free, we've got uh, Kelly Marcel directing it. And that's got, again, Tom Hardy. Uh, You know, and Juno Temple too I do
0: like Juno, but uh, I couldn't be less interested, honestly
1: (laughs) uh, I should have checked on this uh, Chiwetel Ejiofor is in it too um you know another venom movie i haven't really been on board for the other ones we
0: haven't been keeping up
1: but what i am interested in in the sony slate is madame webb
0: yes me too and this is only because i really like dakota johnson Mm. and i do have a bit of a soft spot for sydney sweeney but i think dakota johnson i'd be interesting to see how she is in that role but yeah that's another one without spider-man that's kind of lives in that
1: Mm. verse S.J. Clarkson is directing that one.
0: And that's right on our doorstep. I think it's coming out very soon.
1: Yeah. Uh, the big one, of course, this year is Spider-Man Beyond the Spider-Verse. Mm-hmm. So that's the third of those great animated films. Yeah. Uh, you know, if, the, if Spider-Man films just consisted of these... You would be not short-changed, really. No, they're Although, great. it's know, a great trilogy. Or, or praised to the other live-action Spider-Man. I mean, movies.
0: why not? We can have it all, right? Yeah, we can, exactly.
1: <laughs> but that's got uh, the voices of uh, Brian Tyree Henry, Haley Steinfeld, you know, Shea McMore and... Just an amazing it's stuff. It's fantastic. Brings task. back kinetic action yeah. and wonderful style to the spot. Great Spider-Man animation. Yeah. But of course, then the bigger, big one.
0: Yes, the yes. Here we go. So we've got uh, this is actually an interesting one because since Disney has bought uh, Fox, it did. We do know that obviously that meant a lot of Fox properties, including things like X Men, mm-hmm. would now be moved into possibility of overlap and inclusion in the MCU. So we have coming up Deadpool 3, not the official title. We don't actually know what the title of the movie is going to be. Mm. And we're likely to see a f- the first trailer during the Super Bowl on February 11th. Ah, okay. Well, I think 11th in the US. but And also we'll, we'll get the title revealed and we'll see a little bit more about what that film's about. But there's obviously been a lot of buzz because we know Hugh Jackman is involved. He's reprising his role as Logan slash Wolverine. It is through Marvel Studios, so there's m- – MCU elements that can and may be incorporated there's lots of rumblings about certain cameos that may or may not happen so it will technically be the 34th film in MCU and is technically the third film in the trilogy of Deadpool which is came out 2016, and then Deadpool 2, which came out in 2018. So mm. this one's going to be directed by Sean Levy, who's worked with Ryan Reynolds before on Free Guy, and he was also involved in Stranger Things, and he was a producer on Arrival. So he's pretty well known in these circles, and we're likely to see the release of that one mid-year in July. Mm. So... Very keen for that one. Famously, their R-rated superhero offering that was much more successful than they had ever planned. And <laughs> <Was> we <it? laughs> we see a lot of returning characters as well as the addition of a couple of more um, played by er- Emma Corrin, who I really like, and Matthew McFadden.
1: But obviously not X-Force, who all met their demise in the second place.
0: <laughs> Sad- I mean, who knows? Anything's possible. Anything's That's possible. That's true. That's true. <laughs> but it will be interesting to see what their plans are around more X Men, which X Men, etc. Hmm. So um, very keen for Deadpool three yeah. or untitled Deadpool movie, whatever it's going to be
1: called. Look, it, it feels like the MCU has pulled back a bit yeah. for this year in terms of releasing major motion pictures. Yes, uh, but they got a lot of television shows and and that and the Deadpool movie and the Spider. Man animated Yeah I'm I'm alright with
0: that And I also think They're really trying To go back to base And figure out How Mm. to proceed Because it's been A little bit bumpy For them in movie terms So we'll see God
1: Echo was so good
0: (laughs) Echo was fantastic I cannot stress enough That if you've been A bit fatigued Still catch up with Echo Like it is a fantastic series
1: Mm. Look, I don't think that we've ending. We've seen the end of superhero movies. No. patently not. Actually, the DC universe has got Joker, Folie a Folie a Folie a <laughs> Well, I do follow them, and it has Joaquin Phoenix in it again, playing Joker and Lady Gaga. Doing uh, Harley Quinn, I think.
0: Interesting. Yeah. Interesting.
1: Wow. It's also got Brendan Gleeson in it. He's always good Good value.
0: Yeah, I think that one is going to be an interesting follow-up. I'll be keen to see how that shapes up.
1: Look, I really admired the first Joker movie. Mm. I didn't like it, but I really admired I, it. I, I remember,
0: it was... yeah. You, you were like, I, I respect it in many ways, yeah. but it wasn't your favourite. I wasn't supposed to like it. No, well, this is it. It's yeah. a really interesting take. Mm.
1: And Zatanna, who's the uh, fishnet stocking top hat magician mm-hmm. in the DC universe? They've got um, a movie about her. That may make it out this year, I think uh, mm-hmm. possible. Mm-hmm. That's kind of like fantasy adventure, okay. different ways. Uh, we've also is this a DC movie, uh, Hellboy, the Crooked Man. Well, whatever. Uh, <laughs> and it's directed by. They can use all the help they can get. Brian Taylor's directing that with, I think, Jefferson White playing Hellboy in this one. Mm -hmm. Uh,
0: Gosh, they're having another go-round at it. We've got another help. I think sometimes you've just got to take a step back and leave a property to die a quiet death.
1: Yeah. We've had um, David Harbour play him as well as uh, Ron Ron Perlman. Yeah. And now Mm. we've got a new one.
0: Look, who knows? We've seen so many reboots that end up surprising and delighting, so... Who's to say? Speaking of reboots, if I might touch on something outside of the hero universe, Mm -hmm. there's a couple of reboots I'm really looking forward to, although I don't know what they call them. But one especially is Twisters. So Twisters with an S, which is going to be a follow-up to the 1996 disaster film. Not disaster. I guess weather film? (laughs) Action film? Twister.
1: Science fiction, actually. Was it? Yep.
0: Well, well, I guess because there's yeah, well, there you go. Twister, quality classic. In any in any case, uh, that one is coming up this year, and it stars Glenn Powell and Daisy Edgar Jones. And Daisy Edgar Jones will be playing the daughter of Helen Hunt and of Bill Paxton's characters. Of so course. I am so here for it. It's also also got Ken and Shipka in it, and Katie M O'Brien, who we've seen in The Mandalorian and Quantum Mania.
1: And one of the few films Twister was, apart from The Flying Cows, it it was actually a positive science fiction film where the science had a good outcome.
0: And this is the thing that's going to be really interesting about Twister's is obviously when we're doing it now, climate change is going to come into the conversation. Tornado season has changed, expanded, become longer. And so all of that and the influence of climate change is going to be touched on in the film. It's actually directed by Lee Isaac Chung, Mm. who directed a great film called Minari. Uh, which is about Korean-American immigrants. And he also did an episode of The Mandalorian in the third season oh, as yeah. well. So, And it's going to be written by Mark L. Smith, who wrote The Revenant. So there is some interesting stuff going on with this. So I'm very keen to see the first trailer when that comes out. So that's Twisters.
1: One more, uh, well, sort of superhero one, comic book-based, is Berserker. Mm-hmm. And it's got B R Z. Uh, uh, I only mentioned that it's an an immortal warrior in the comic Mm. book, uh, you know, fighting his way through the ages, all that sort of stuff. But it's Keanu Reeves playing the character. So, you know, he can do no wrong.
0: Can't get enough of him. Can't get enough of him.
1: Now, as we said before, 2023 was the year of the Keju. It was. Lots of television shows, you know, Monarch. That ended so well, that first season of that. Yeah. And Legacy of Monsters, that is. And, you know, the animated series and so on. And, of course, the big Godzilla movie that mm-hmm. was so mm-hmm. much better than anyone would possibly... So good. Have you seen the reaction where they yes. get uh, their Oscar nomination? Yeah,
0: for special effects. And it's such a small team. and Yeah, yeah like the team of Godzilla minus one was such a good movie.
1: Mm. Well, we've got Godzilla X Kong, the mm-hmm. new Empire. So that's the new Legacy uh, movie. And it's got uh, Godzilla and Kong, Clash in Epic Battle. You know, they're still trying to work out what's all going on yeah. there. But you know they'll end up working together at some stage. Yeah. They have to. So that's uh, Adam Wingard's directing that one. Okay. And once again, it's got it's got Brian Tyree Henry in it. He just keeps popping He's up busy. everywhere. He's busy. More sequels. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. That's the... That's you
0: know, what? Sixth, fifth... <laughs> Well, I think
1: fourth in the reboot.
0: Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. You
1: know, um, it's got uh, William H. Macy in it, Owen Teague in the lead role as Kingdom. (laughs) What is a lead role in one of these films? Anyway, and it's directed by Wes Ball. So, you know, they've had – a lot of these films have had interesting sort of things. that haven't been in development. Hell, but, Mm. you know, COVID and The Writer's Strike.
0: Yep, yep. Um. Another one that's kind of a sequel, revival of the old days, uh, we've got Gladiator 2 that will be coming out. So that is directed by Ridley Scott and it's a follow-up to the historical epic Gladiator, uh, which came out in the year 2000. And this one follows Lucius, who's played by Paul Mescal. And he is his big name right now. I think we're going to get a lot of people in seats to see this one. He's playing the nephew of Commodus. And it's a bit of a different role for Mescal, but from what I've seen on social media, I think he's risen to the challenge, including getting into shape for the role. Mm. Um, Scott actually saw him in the drama Normal People and was like, I'm going to use that actor in some kind of project one day. And here he is. And this one will also star Denzel Washington, Derek Jacobi, and Joseph Quinn, who was in Stranger Things, and Pedro Pascal, who has a little bit of a feature role in the trailer as well. ubiquitous. So I think the casting here, they're well aware of who people want to see. And this one's kind of been in development since right after the first Gladiator came out. Like at one point, Nick Cave wrote a script. Chris Hemsworth was interested. Parry Keoghan was cast at one point. Hans Zimmer did a bit of the score before he moved off the project. So... This has been through a few iterations, so we'll be keen to see how that one shapes up sans Russell Crowe.
1: Look, I haven't always been on board with some of Ridley's films, Ridley Scott's films lately,
0: Mm. but, you know, I always have high hopes. Yes. (laughs) You go in with a fresh slate every time. Yeah, I I give him that. I do think that's true. I I agree with you for sure. He
1: has definitely earned that. I actually need to catch up with a few more of his... uh, God, there's actually been quite a few since the last one came out uh, since napoleon uh, before napoleon anyway. he's busy he's busy, busy yeah
0: um while we're on sequels should we talk about probably one of the most anticipated sequels of the year
1: yes we'll get to that just after we rush through a couple of other ones first uh, quiet place day one
0: mm-hmm.
1: um which i'm really looking forward to because i love the other two movies and this is kind of be a prequel to the other ones. We did so touch upon many. day one in the second film, but this will be along those lines. There
0: are lines. a lot of sequels, prequels, and reboots going on, aren't there?
1: Yeah, it sounds like a band. <laughs> the Sword in the Stone, which is a live action remake of Disney's um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, original. Uh, Ooh, 1960s animated film based on T.H. White's The Once and Future King.
0: They're really trying to make live-action remakes a thing. Yeah. They're really trying hard. Uh,
1: a reboot movie, Nosferatu. Yep. Robert Eggers is directing that with William Dafoe in it and Aaron Taylor-Johnson. Uh,
0: well, another be- – I mean, that one is – that makes so much sense that I'm like, why does this not already exist? Like Eggers doing yeah. Nosferatu. Yeah. Of course.
1: Bill Skarsgård's <laughs> playing the uh, – the vampire in that one. Really? Yeah, yeah. It's like, remember, you have to remember that Nosferatu is like a an unauthorised, um, uh, unofficial adaptation of Bram Stoker's Dracula novel. So the Nosferatu is kind of like yeah. Dracula, but not.
0: Yeah. I, I mean, Bill Skarsgård, he's going to do a role one day where he just plays an ordinary man, but we're yet to see it. <laughs>
1: yeah. just He is the, well, hang on, was he playing? Was he the, the clown? In he was it? Pennywise, yeah. yeah. Okay. So he's the it, the it man. <laughs> Ghostbusters Frozen Empire Yep uh, Is Paul Rudd's in that
0: Yeah yeah He was in the other one too Afterlife
1: Mm. And the Lord of the Rings Animated movie The War of the Rohirrim Mm -hmm. Which has got Brian Cox And Miranda Otto reprising Well not quite reprising the roles Miranda Otto Involved Involved in it In in a voice sense Uh, We've also got um, The Old Guard 2 Which we really enjoyed The first one of those And that still has uh, Charlize Theron Attached to it And Uma Thurman
0: Ah, well. okay. That's
1: another one of those um, Immortal Warriors one. Yep. Uh, check out the first one um, on uh, streaming. It's, it's a good one. Star Wars Rogue Squadron still sort of coming in on a wing and a prayer with Patty Jenkins directing mm-hmm. it. Um, the Wicked live-action movie, um, which is based upon the uh, the stage play. John M. Chu's directing that one. Yeah. Oh. Uh, the last train to New York is a remake of Train to Busan.
0: Yes, yes, interesting.
1: Now that can that can work and it might not. But remember when we might got the re, remakes of um, uh, Let the Last One In.
0: Let the Right One In. Yes. Let, yeah, and, and it, it was, was actually really in. good. Yeah, I think you know. Again, they can go either way, right?
1: Lego Batman. Movie 2, which is the sequel to the best Batman movie ever made. <laughs> uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit 2. That's a thats a, le- a left field one.
0: Gosh, really, yeah. The nostalgia, tapping into the nostalgia is really the aim of the game this year, I think.
1: Have you heard of Knives Out 3? I Ryan Johnson's? I no. Well, I that know that he, was,
0: he was sort of given a contract for two more movies after Knives Out with Netflix and one's already come out, Glass Onion. I don't know what the premise of 3 will be.
1: Mm. So Dune.
0: Yes. Let's get to it. I've been itching. I've been itching. <laughs> so we've got part two coming out this year. Yep. Much anticipated follow up to June part one, which came out in 2021. Mm-hmm. Directed again by Denise Villeneuve. He's always had it planned as a two part thing based on the first novel in Frank Herbert's Dune series, which came out in 1965. This will be the second half of the book. So it was delayed due to all the strikes and we've got all of our usual suspects coming back for this as well as the addition of actors like Florence Pugh, Austin Butler, Laia Seydoux and Christopher Walken. And we finally get to see things like Paul Atreides riding a sandworm. We get more fights, more action, more epic war battles. I think, you know, this is a bit more plot driven. And so the second half, we're going to see a lot more interesting stuff and a lot of things from the first film come to fruition. So and he's been quoted as saying this time it's full IMAX. So I think he's (laughs) going to be making most of that wide format. I, I There were
1: some elements in the first one I, I wasn't quite on board with. Um, they backed off the Harkonnens so much, yeah. possibly in reaction to David Lynch's going over the, totally over the top.
0: <laughs> yeah, they overcorrected.
1: Yeah, I think so. And also there's a couple of scenes that they didn't put in, like, which I thought would have actually helped us get an idea of what their treaties were.
0: Mm-hmm. You know,
1: Show the difference between them and the Harkonnens, apart from just the fact that they like bagpipes. And that's not necessarily going to go well yeah. in their favour, is it? Maybe that, that's why they were eliminated.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I do think that it will be interesting um, how, I mean, if it's just going to jump straight into the action and how that's all going to shape up. That's due in March, so we don't have long to wait.
1: Hmm. I did highly approve of them. Uh, being very dubious about the status of Paul as a, a messiah. That's And, and that's, that's how it
0: should be. Straight from the books. Yeah, exactly, exactly.
1: Taika Waititi has two movies, uh, Werewolves, which is um, spinning off his uh, What We Do in the Shadows. Mm-hmm. And so he's actually doing focusing on the werewolves part of that. And we've also got The Incar. both of these directed by Taika Waititi. And that's um, a space opera one uh, with a... a a, a private investigator who's stumbled upon this artefact. Okay. So that should be interesting. I was like a good Taika Waititi movie. Oh,
0: yeah. Um, I think in the sort of vein of reboots that are happening, I did want to mention Roadhouse, which they're doing a remake of. Okay. Famously starring Jake Gyllenhaal. Roadhouse came out in 1989 with Patrick Swayze. And so this version is an Amazon Prime one. It's an action film. So we're very on the outer edge of zero-G territory, but... It's going to be pretty interesting. It'll come out in March. Uh, it's directed by Doug Lyman, who's done Edge of Tomorrow, Swingers, Born Identity, Jumper. Oh. So he's done a lot of things okay. in, like, an action-type space. Um, basically, it follows Jake's character, who's an ex-UFC fighter. Uh, so he's real beefy for this. He's worked hard to get in his physique right, and so – He's working as a bouncer at a Florida roadhouse, but everything's not as it seems. There's drama, of there's, course, not. you know, crime and all that, and heads need crushing and so on. And Conor McGregor is actually going to be in the film, so mm. yeah.
1: Obviously, Roadhouse, the original, must have been a favourite of yours.
0: Well, I just feel like you know, it's the era of Patrick Swayze. It's era of action. There's so much here that is going to be exactly in the wheelhouse for millennials my age. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I was four when this came out, but it still is a classic in my opinion. <laughs>
1: Now, ones which are not sequels or prequels or reboots. Yes. Uh, I've got two.
0: We've got not many of those. No, I've got two.
1: (laughs) Oddly enough, two Mila Jovovich.
0: Okay. All right, hit me. (laughs) What's she up to? Uh,
1: Breathe. And this Mm -hmm. sounds like a a movie I talked about recently on the show. Uh, Directed by Stephen Bristol. It's got Sam Worthington, Mila uh, and Jennifer Hudson. And you've got a a near future. uh, Mother and daughter are trying to survive. Because the air supply is scarce.
0: Yes. I've seen – did this not come out already?
1: No, but we did discuss a similar movie. We discussed movie, it. We
0: discussed it, but, yes. But it
1: was a B movie, a C yeah. movie. Sort okay. Of okay. Thing. But it's right. a different
0: one. Having another crack at the concept.
1: Yeah. In the Lost Lands – now, this is based on a George R.R. R. Martin story. Okay. Finish your books, George. Anyway, <laughs> and uh, this is coming out in September. Okay. Uh, in the Lost Lands, we've got a sorceress. Uh, looking for a magical power, uh, and she's trying to transform into a, or, or get someone to transform into a werewolf. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sh- shades of the uh, Tycho one. Paul W.S. Anderson's there. Look, you know, he's, okay. a, he's a reliable action genre director, but it's got Mila, uh, Dave Bowista, uh, you know, so uh, George R.R. Martin's okay. story. That's, okay. that's got to be. Promise. Worth it.
0: There's promise, there's
1: promise. I've never seen a movie of Mila's that sort I've of watched that I haven't. Gotten something out of?
0: Yeah, that's fair. Mm. Um... Oh, I've got a couple more I just wanted to quickly touch on that sort of sit in the originals yes, bucket. Not. I mean, I guess not original entirely, but there's one called Lisa Frankenstein, which looks quite fun. Yes. It's a horror comedy written by Diablo Cody of Juno, Jennifer's Body mm-hmm. fame, and United States of Tara as well. She was involved in that. And this one's actually the directorial debut of Zelda Williams, who's the daughter of Robin Williams. Ah. Uh, so this one's kind of a retro dark comedy. It's very 80s energy. It's a bit of neon. It's It's one of those, it's kind of what it is on the tin, teenager, misunderstood, manages to resurrect a Victorian era Teen boy, gradually he becomes, you know, more and more human-like, but what are the consequences? There's a little bit of Heathers in there too because things turn to murder and it should be pretty interesting. It comes out this month and it's got Catherine Newton in it, we've seen in the Ant-Man films, Mm -hmm. and Cole Sprouse and Carla Gugino, who I think is always a great addition to any project. So that one's, yeah, Lisa Frankenstein, inspired by Frankenstein, obviously, but with a teen 80s twist. Did you
1: say it had Tony Collette
0: in it? No, 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 but, um... Diablo Cody has oh, worked on United yeah. States of Tara. So they've worked together before.
1: Well, Tony Collette is in a movie called Mickey
0: 17. Yes, Mickey 17, which does not have a release date yet. Mm. It got pushed because they're doing Godzilla X Kong instead. But this is a Bong Joon-ho movie, mm. written and directed, so we're hotly anticipating. It's got Robert Pattinson in a key role, Tony Collette as you mentioned, and Mark Ruffalo, mm. another man who's very busy, and Stephen Yoon, who's also really on a bit of an uptick at the moment. It's a sci if you want to know the plot it's basically the plot of moon <laughs> but it is based on a 2022 <laughs> novel called mickey 7 oh so it is it is
1: mickey 17
0: yes well yes. no the book's called mickey 7 yes but the movie's called mickey 17 mickey Seventeen. yes yeah so i mean i don't know why they did that but maybe we'll find out whenever this comes out but yeah it's a sci-fi it's about you know expo- expeditions in space cloning that's about all we know
1: the one that um, is just sort of on my radar is a historical movie, The Wager, a tale of shipwreck, mutiny and murder.
0: Yes, that's a book that's only just come out. Mm-hmm. I can't believe they're already, I mean...
1: Bidding, bidding war for the rights.
0: It's by the writer David Gran, who also wrote Kills of the Flower Moon.
1: Mm-hmm. Martin Scorsese obviously. You know, you can imagine maybe the writer was on the set and he said, I've got this other
0: one. It's about to be published. You want in?
1: Yeah, Leo's in it, you know, not the Ninja Turtles. Interesting.
0: It's like a pirate meet me on the high seas situation.
1: Yeah. So that looks interesting. There was a movie. Actually, we'll talk about this off camera.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We did. We did. Uh,
1: And Civil War, you were telling me about this one.
0: Yeah, Civil War. So this is an Alex Garland film. Mm. I'm always interested in what he's got he's got going on. He's Ex Machina Annihilation Men. Uh, This one is coming out in April. It's also an A24 film. So that's another tick in the column. It's their most expensive film as well. So they've put a lot of money into this and it's going to be in IMAX. It stars Kirsten Dunst, Jesse Plemons and Nick Offerman. And it's kind of set uh, in a near future world where the United States government is now kind of leaned into a dystopian dictatorship. There's a lot of political violence. And Kirsten Dunst plays a journalist who's kind of traveling across the country as a new civil war escalates and erupts across the country. And so it's very much about some kind of separatist forces and struggle to survive truly dystopian, but in a way that's actually, I watched the trailer and it was, it was a bit upsetting because it's all things that are quite plausible. So He calls it a bit of a companion piece to men but it really is the focus is like the polarisation of politics in the US.
1: Hmm. Which is a a big theme actually in genre fiction at the moment. Yeah. And it's – well, look, if they ignore it just like they've ignored science fiction climate change (laughs) –
0: Lists maybe that's in. it.
1: Maybe it'll be a good thing.
0: It's yeah, so I mean the trailer for Civil War is out now if you want to check it out. But that one should be probably one to put on the list, but I think you'll really have to it's it's gonna be hard hitting, I think.
1: Mm. I hope it doesn't come out in November in the
0: elections. Oh my gosh. Well yeah, it doesn't I don't think it no, it comes out in April, so it mm. should be out in a couple of months. Triple R on FM digital online and via the app. We just covered movies. There's quite a lot to look forward to. And I think we're going to pivot to the small screen and talk about some TV.
1: I just realised that our tracks were a bit harrowing today.
0: (laughs) We were sitting here and I was like, Rob, we're we're making them anxious. Like, listen to these these tracks. But it wasn't intentional. But there's (laughs) definitely an undertone of anxiety in that track.
1: (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Ah, Well, all right. So we're moving on to uh, Dune Prophecy, which is a TV Mm. series based on Brian Her- Brian Herbert's and Kevin J. Anderson's book, Sisterhood of Dune, mm-hmm. 10,000 years before the events of – they don't muck around there, do they? No. Before the events <laughs> of the movie and the book, the original book. Yeah. And it's obviously about the uh, Bene Gesserit. Yeah. So it's got Emily Watson in it and Olivia Williams. I think they're actually playing um, Harkonnen sisters.
0: Interesting. So,
1: okay. you know, it's going to be obviously a different dynamic there. For that one. And that's uh, on Max. Oh,
0: streaming. so it'll be HBO. So we'll get that yeah, on
1: Binge. Yeah. So that, that sounds interesting. Of course, we've got um, – we've had House of the Dragon Season 2, The mm-hmm. Boys Season 4 and its spin-off. Also, The Last of Us Season 2, I think, may edge in. Fingers, fingers crossed, fingers yeah. Fingers crossed. Star Trek Discovery 5 is coming out in April at Season 5, the mm-hmm. last season of that show. Yeah. Uh, we probably won't get Strange New Worlds this year. No. It gets been pushed a bit. Um, we've also got Doctor Who coming up yep. in somewhere between March and June. Nice. With Shudy Gatwell playing the new Doctor, or a new Doctor.
0: Yes, it's <laughs> all gone
1: wibbly wobbly. Yeah, it was, is quite wobbly. We've still got David Tennant's Doctor in play so we've as got well.
0: Two Doctors for the price of one. Doc- for the re- regeneration of one.
1: <laughs> doctor Who's, which sounds very two Who's. It
0: sound, yeah,
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like I've been getting a delivery from one of the Harry Potter owls there. Two Who. All right, uh, we've also got um, Eric, which is an, 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 a left here. One Benedict Cumberbatch mm. is a puppeteer in the nineteen eighties. He's got some problems. Some That's such a problems. Benedict
0: Cumberbatch role. Yeah, a puppeteer in the eighteen hundreds.
1: He's his in the nineteen eighties.
0: Nineteen eighties. oh my mistake. His
1: son goes missing, and so he have to try, has to try and find him. Okay. But of course, he's got a seven foot puppet in tow called Eric.
0: I mean, look, with all the different reboots and things coming out, it does sound very original. I'm I'm here for it.
1: Well, Abby Morgan has done that and uh, she did the uh, the split. Ah, okay. So it makes kind of sense. There's also The Regime, Mm -hmm. which is uh, political satire. Uh, um, Will Tracy from Succession has done that one Mm -hmm. and it's about a a Central European authoritarian regime that's falling apart. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's got Kate Winslet and Hugh Grant amongst it. So, you know, again, torn from the headlines of today. Here's our favourite one.
0: Oh, yes. So we are hotly awaiting uh, on Netflix, Three Body Problem. Mm-hmm. So that one's going to be coming out um, shortly in March on the 21st, and it's based on the first book in the trilogy by Sir Shun Liu. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that one's going to be starring Isa Gonzalez. She was in Baby Driver and in Godzilla vs. Kong. Uh, John Bradley, who you'd recognize from Game of Thrones, he plays Sam well, and Benedict Wong. And so this is a sprawling sci-fi drama.
1: Benedict Wong? <laughs>
0: And okay. it's also it's produced by Netflix and they've been working on this for quite a while. And it's from the creators of Game of Thrones, David Benioff and DB DB Vice. And along with Alexander Wu, is also producing and creating this one. It's got eight episodes and it's going to be spanning multiple timelines and continents. So, from the 1960s Cultural Revolution in China to current day Oxford, England to the UN in New York, and all of the different rolling consequences that come from one astrophysicist's decision and actions in the 1960s. So, it's going to chronicle uh, humanity's struggle with quote unquote an unsolvable mystery but it will have some changes from the book and they do have Lou's blessing for the changes they've made to the narrative but basically it's to include a more international scope and some new diverse characters to kind of bring it out a bit and just include, um, make it much more international. So this was something that they've been striving to do with the TV series so it'll be interesting how it stacks up. Have you read that trilogy at all?
1: I have read the first book in that. Okay. Um, But you know there's actually a, a Chinese science fiction series as well, based upon that called Free Body.
0: Yeah, this
1: is... This, this is the same... This is this it. So it's line. based oh, okay. on this.
0: Yeah, yeah. So it's based on Sir Shun Liu's, um series. And the first book in that is Three Body Problem. Uh, so it's known as, yeah, the Three Body Series.
1: Oh, okay. So this is one a case of Netflix using a, an existing... Yes, yeah, yes. Yeah. So
0: they've, they've got the rights things. to that book trilogy... And with his blessing, the author's blessing, they've kind of drawn it a little bit more out of China. They're still including a lot of those elements, but I think they've added characters and situations to make it more international audience friendly, that kind of thing. Mm. Um, All things that he's on board with, apparently. So yeah, that's kind of really interesting because I've not read any Chinese science fiction. So I'd be keen to read the book and then maybe watch the show.
1: It's a very elliptical book in a lot of ways, the first one at least. And I actually, it's one of those ones that I know I'm going to have to go back and reread. Mm-hmm. Occasionally, you get those. Yeah. But stranger things are known of in between heaven and earth. So we've got Stranger Things coming out. Hmm.
0: So that one, yeah, that was another delay due to tracks. Yeah.
1: Get your bicycle out and your walkie-talkie.
0: Also, we've got. Uh, you mentioned Fallout earlier, the video game yes. series. Yes. So we've got another series um, from a game adaptation so this will be fallout the tv series and it is based on the video game fallout which is a post-apocalyptic game um and it's basically this tv series is going to follow a young woman who's played by ella Purnell, who we've seen in yellow jackets she leaves the safety of her vault which is a place where her ancestors took shelter to survive a nuclear war And she ventures out into a ruined Los Angeles. Mm. And it's kind of retro-futuristic vibes. That's the vibe of the game and the series. And so it'll be really interesting how they adapt it because game to TV and game to movie is not the most reliable pipeline. We've seen a lot of things crash and burn. Um, The Halo series had some kind of – was patchy and interesting decisions made there creatively. So it will be – I'm keen to see – but the creative team have been involved in things like the Tomb Raider reboot that starred Alicia Vikander mm-hmm. and um, the Captain Marvel as well. There was some involvement in that. So I think uh, it will be – and also Westworld. So Jonathan Nolan, who is the brother of Christopher Nolan, he worked on um, – he is going to be working on this. He directed a couple of episodes and also some of the creative team from Westworld are involved in this too. Oh, okay. So okay. Uh,
1: speaking of – Continuing on series, The Walking Dead has got The Ones Who Live, which is following mm-hmm. the that, characters of Rick and Michonne.
0: That will never die, that series. Oh, I
1: can't, It's by just
0: going to stagger on until the end of time. Yeah. There'll be one thing left and it's going to be a Walking Dead spin-off series.
1: That's coming uh, at the end of this month, actually, on Stan. Mm-hmm. And we've also got Shogun, which is a yes. kind of a reboot of the James Clavell based mm-hmm. miniseries that was... It's so big back in the day when it came out. Oh, I love that. Um, Richard Chamberlain and Toshiro Mafuni were in that amongst mm-hmm. other people. And that actually was one of the films back in the day that turned me on to Japanese samurai movies ah. and so on. You know, along with SBS. So you'll be
0: tuning into that one? <laughs>
1: oh, I guess I will. It's on Disney+. Plus. <laughs> so, yeah, I guess I will. Uh, and the sympathy. The Sympathiser, which I haven't heard too much about.
0: Yeah, so that one's coming out. It's based on the book of the same name. Uh, I don't know too much about that one either, but I know the book was very popular and is going to be following events.
1: It's got uh, directed by uh, Park Chan-wook. Oh,
0: star- is yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, I yeah. did not know that. And it
1: stars Robert Downey Jr. as well. Nice. So, you know, I think of this as kind of um, – uh, the quiet American but seen from the other mm. side and it's about you know uh, a Vietnamese spy who goes to America yep. after the Viet- uh, Vietnam War sort of thing so you know I just like the uh, the people who are in this the director and uh, Robert Downey Jr. and everybody else who's in it I don't see how it can go wrong
0: yeah so sorry the book was written by Viet Tan Nguyen I was trying mm-hmm. to look up his name but yeah so he wrote the book and that came out several years ago and there's also a follow up to that one as well
1: yeah Triple R on FM Digital Online via the app.
0: I just wanted to touch on a couple of games that I'm excited about coming out this year. Rise of the Golden Idol will be coming out this year. No specific date for it, but it is the sequel to Case of the Golden Idol, which I covered on the show a while back. It's a point and click detective mystery puzzle solving game. It's got Ah. this really cool pixel art style, really unique animation and quite a humorous and interesting story. Um, As you solve each case, it does get more challenging as you go along. You're basically an 18th century detective and you have to solve 12 mysterious deaths that are all uncannily connected. So it spans over several decades and you'll see a static scene of the moments just after a crime and then you must inspect clues and look at the scene and look at little things in people's pockets and so on to deduce the solution and identify who did what, culprit, motive and all of that.
1: And do you get points for that and do you build a base because you've got you
0: know, <laughs> no no one it's, of those? it's very it's all very much yeah point- and click and puzzle solving and a little bit of logic solving as well okay. and it's got an actual really nice overarching narrative which is I think what sets it apart so I'll be very keen to see how they continue that on in the sequel because it pairs this kind of simple puzzle mechanic with great art and great narrative. So the sequel will be set 300 years after the first game and the fateful demises of that family that was featured in Case of the Golden Idol. So that's Rise of the Golden Idol. And the second game that I wanted to mention was Hades 2. So this is another follow-up to Hades, which came out in 2020. Uh, this is a totally different kind of game. It's a dungeon crawler rogue Light, which basically means you retain a little bit of progress but otherwise you have to keep doing runs and you lose everything if you die so that includes health any powers or charge ups that you've got but each time you do a run um, of like the dungeon you'll build more of a story and you interact with more characters in the world and you figure out how to grow stronger and get further it stood apart for me because the art style music and storytelling is really good Um, you play as Zagreus and he's trying to escape the underworld and navigate his relationship with his father Hades as well as learning more about his history and his family uh, against the backdrop of interacting with all the other gods on Olympus so that was Hades the (laughs) first game and then Hades 2 will be a similar game style, but it takes you beyond the underworld and you play as princess – no, wait, you play as princess of the underworld, but she does go um, and use witchcraft and dark sorcery to take down the Titan of Time. Now, I don't really know what any of that means, but all <laughs> I know is the art style looks good. I love the gameplay of the first game, so I'm up for it. It'll have a bunch of new locations. Um and kind of new, the same art style, but, you know, new character design and new colours and so on. So keen for that one and that one should be coming in the middle of the year. So that's Hades 2. <laughs> ah,
1: some sequels. Yeah. Mm. Well, it's on some comic books, which I'm looking forward to, some of them are actually sequels, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, The Last Ronin, was one of the mm. great big comic books. I think I reviewed that uh, when you were on leave earlier on. Uh, and... I've also read the uh, TMNT Turtles, The Last Ronin, The Lost Years, mm-hmm. which fills in <laughs> the uh, the wanderings of the lone surviving TMNT. Uh, and now they're doing The Last Ronin 2 Re-Evolution, oh, wow. which is about the the new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, including one female turtle, uh, as they grow up. Okay. And it's not, not, not like the... Uh, a retro look back at the mm. old turtles because there was a female turtle back then, Yeah. Uh, Venus de Milo in the cartoon series. But this is a whole <laughs> new young turtles thing growing up okay. in post-apocalyptic New York. So I'm looking forward to that because the other two have been real corkers. Yeah. Great stories. And we've also got the big crossover event for earlier this year for Marvel, Marvel's Blood Hunt crossover, mm-hmm. which is, of course, Marvel Vampires. <laughs> so, yes, you know, it will have Blade featuring quite seriously in that.
0: As you would uh, expect, yep. R-
1: the main series, because they'll have lots of spin-offs too, is written by Jed McKay, who did Moon Knight, and drawn by Pepe Lares, who does X-Men. So that should be quite interesting. I don't know, I just like these crossover events. I don't know what Tony Stark's... <laughs> part in that will be he's still busy playing out his part in the um the x-men uh, universe basically being married to emma frost okay at the moment <laughs> so you know i don't think we'll have time to go into books today um but that's enough for today we've given you some ideas about what's coming up in yep. the year i am rob jan and thank you megan McHugh. thank you rob g'day this is rob jan thanks for listening to the podcast triple r zero g weekly radio show exploring science fiction fantasy and historical zero g is broadcast live on triple r from melbourne australia every monday hope you enjoy the podcast and feel free to get in touch with us via our facebook page or the triple r website